Hello, and welcome to episode four of The Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this adventure. Joining me in the Discord chat are... Hi, Diddly Ho, I'm Daniel, and I play uh, the Ara Cochran druid, Chad Fleek. Hi, I'm Cahal. I play uh, Water Genazi Desmond Brineswell, who moonlights as an amateur yak proctologist. Hi, <laughs> I'm Zach. I play Farak Dunkil, dwarven monk and serious person. Hi, I'm Matt, and I play Lael and Hill Creek, a ranger wood elf that's definitely not a copy of Legolas. Hi, I'm Waffle. I play Tarjux Heiko, bearer of the legendary artifact Winning Smile. I hope you enjoyed the adventure that we have planned for you this evening. <laughs> Last time, the party took a walk, intimidated a farmer, and hijacked an innocent man's mind using magic before putting him to sleep. At this point, Fall Rock and I are just looking disapprovingly at. <laughs> oh. Hey, they don't, they don't, they don't know we I cast Charm Person. They just know that Terrajex yeah. over here blew some some powder in his face. Yep, <laughs> and he fell asleep like out of the blue. <laughs> I know something had to have happened for us. No, no, no. But there was it was the pleasant noise of light rain showers on windows and you know a distant peal of thunder no 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 no. hang on hang on hang on you don't just get the guards (laughs) that are watching us to buy us drinks and play cards with us without something having already happened i mean you can ask desmond desmond gave that guy the hottest (laughs) wink i have ever seen (laughs) i am i am pretty good at winking and uh, i do it again i'm not gonna lie that's probably in my top 10 winks See? Right? See? He and, yeah. and to top it off, here's the kicker. He blew him a kiss. Yep. <laughs> I that mean, was in my top five. And I just like gesture at Desmond. Yeah, I, I repeat the whole process. <laughs> <laughs> you know, under that under that salty shell, there's you know, there's something real sweet. Snail meat. Rose. <laughs> 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 Wow. Wellington comes up a few minutes later. It's like I, I had, uh, I had Jeffrey uh, get his wife to come take him home. Oh, excellent! One of the one of the other guards will be here to help me keep watch later. I'm thanking for not leaving or trying anything silly while I was gone. Oh, of course, right. never. I mean, we would never dream of it. I'm I'm gonna go back to my room before they say anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, done with this. What what have we accomplished through all of Absolutely this? Absolutely nothing. Um, nothing. <laughs> we managed to screw ourselves over and then somehow unscrew ourselves. Over. I we, dug us back out. Yeah. We did gain some information person. about goings on in town. Yeah. <laughs> we probably could have just asked about that. Well, they weren't really nice about it. That's true. Yeah, um, so Brooke was kind of tossing and turning a little bit and mumbling, so we might be having some weird dreams or something, but uh, thank you so much for guarding us. I feel way safer with you standing here. Good night. <laughs> you just close the door on him. <laughs> um, and as soon as Brooke's the door is closed, I'm like, playing cards oh are my still God, in the oh room. Oh, snag them? Well, uh, no, I'm going to return those, of course. Minus the cards that you need. <laughs> <laughs> I need 52. Oh, okay. <laughs> Conforming card. Complete deck, by which he means no deck at all. Also, I have to slot in like four more aces at some point. Don't you just put those in your sleeve? <laughs> well, they go back in the deck eventually. Yeah, so I return Brooks' deck of cards because, you know, they're good people. I've, you know, we've seen. Brooke has bared his soul to us, and, you know, I liked what I saw. 
Uh, so you slam the door on Wellington's face. Good night, clunk. Yep. <laughs> then you open it a minute later and hand him a deck of cards and close it again. Yep. Anything else you'd like to quote unquote accomplish before bed? <laughs> nope. Go go to sleep now. Uh, uh, yeah, Please. I think we're, I think we're done. Uh, quick thanks to the storm and then sleep. Uh, dawn breaks the next day. You probably sleep a little longer than that because. You know, you've been imprisoned for a period of at least months, and then you wake up. I assume all of you are still in your rooms, and nobody like crept away in the night. Nah. No, nope. anyone still slept back. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> We're gonna have to sleep a lot of people to get out of here. <laughs> I get up and I go, "Well, about time we hit the trail." What do you think? That old dusty trail. Yeah, let's hit it fast. Nah, why, such, why such the rush? <laughs> We got some knolls to find, right? Is that what we're going to be doing? I mean, if we brought back the head of their knoll leader, that would be pretty impressive. Well, wouldn't we have to first explain that, you know, the whole, wouldn't you need to like bring back prisoners so they can describe their entire crime syndicate to the, to the mayor so that it never happens again? I really don't want to go back to that place. If I'm being honest. Yeah. We're going to a different place though. The knolls are different. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's going to need like a knoll, you know, uh, the person that people talk to, consultant. Is he gonna need a Noel crime consultant? I, I don't think we have to read Noel's CI. I don't I don't think Noel's have Miranda rights. I think we could I, just I think <laughs> if they're dead they'll be happy. Right. It's yeah, like, they're... hey, here's the head of their leader. They won't be troubling you again. I mean we could just go like five hundred feet into the forest, find some random knoll head <laughs> off and then claim it was the leader of a crime syndicate. That doesn't That's... make much sense oh. to me. I was the person who owned a whole town. I wouldn't fall for that. Yeah, but this Just guy saying. can't even see in the dark. Leland, every time <laughs> you hear the phrase Noel Crime Syndicate come out of Desmond's <laughs> mouth, you get that feeling that people get when they're trying to correct somebody's grammar. Yeah. Like, this is not right. Noels don't Just have having, like many idiots. <laughs> Just my eye keeps twitching. I mean, I've I've heard of null syndicates before. You haven't. No. You haven't. no. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on now, because we're still relatively close to where we just escaped. Yes. Shouldn't we put a bit more distance before we start trying to? One hundred percent. Yes. Like half a continent's distance from people who want to lock us up and experiment on it. I'm I'm all for getting a map and trying to find the best place out of here hmm? i think we could just keep going south the road's a road you know i i can't i like All being least a little bit more plumb than that a little bit more please get direct directions to the nearest place one of us um, know about well, the i mean town's I, pretty fantasy racist not gonna lie so uh yeah, i think we need to i think we need to ingratiate ourselves a little bit like i'm a I've got wings. You're a dwarf. Desmond, you're, you're just wet all the time for some reason. <laughs> so, like, I don't I don't think they're just going to hand over a, a, any kind of map to, to any of us. And we still don't have money. Yeah, so, we, don't, we don't have money either. And if we took down a null crime syndicate, that would go. <laughs> okay, I'm not suggesting we take down this imaginary null crime syndicate. But we do need to make some coin or we need to do something useful because I don't think they're just going to give us anything unless unless we're like they're they're so worried about us that they really want us out of their hair. Something like that, maybe. So, OK, so they said we're in Jux, right? Yeah. 
Joe, I would know roughly where, you know, like is the edge of the continent in Jux on the north side or the south side or the east? It is to the east. And we we know north south because of the sun and everything. So so I've sort of got <laughs> like a half bearing as to where we are. Like, you know, you know in which quarter of the continent you are, right? Yes. And I know um like where the Juxian capital is, Jux, ruled over by Jux in Jux. Correct. <laughs> Is relative to the eastern edge of the world. So I could have, yes. I mean, what's the terrain? Like, is Jux a very varied place with deserts and forests and mountains, or is it all pretty samey? It's pretty, it's pretty consistently like rolling, rolling hills and flatlands with that's, the occasional forest. That's very pastoral. It is. There's a mountain range that kind of makes up a good chunk of the western border, uh, the Marbled Mountains, which is okay. also where the the primary area of the uh, Arakakra would be, Ched. Stop. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, those, those mountains tend to shelter it from like super big weather events that may occur. So it's, it's pretty, generally pretty uniform in terrain. Okay. okay. Never mind. <laughs> I know nothing. There are more mountains to the to the north as well. But well, I'm I'm naturally drawn towards the edge of the world. So if we can find a road that goes east, eventually at the end of a very long journey, there will be a, a hearty pot of stew waiting for. Us. Well, I imagine Valrock and I are eagerly interested back to water source. Well, you would be. Valrock's got a funeral. He's a few months late for because that was was it the, the one bit of backstory that I gave was that he was on his way to his grandfather's funeral. Right before he got captured. So I, at least it wasn't a wedding. I mean true. True. Like oh, that sucks though. So there's also in the Marbled Mountains a pretty large dwarven settlements, one of the largest actually, which would have underway connections back to the mountain home. Which is most major dwarven settlements are connected to the underway in some form. It's a vast network of tunnels that connect. It's kind of like a highway system made by dwarves mm-hmm. and below the ground, so not actually a highway. Yeah, no, underway. Yeah. Oh, a low way? An underway. No, 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 no. A low way. And as for bodies of water, there is a fairly large lake in Jux, the city, mm-hmm. as well as several rivers scattered about. Leyland's probably the only person who doesn't have any kind of real connection to the Empire of Jux at this point, unless there's backstory that I am heretofore unaware of. No, at this point, I just want to be as far away from this place as possible. But Mm -hmm. I do see the point that we kind of need money. I mean, if we can track these moles down rather quickly, then I've got no problem. But we do need to get moving. So it's a balance of now versus later. We want to uh, ask our friend, our new friend, Brucey Bruce, to uh, lead us to this farm where they were. Uh... His name is Brooks. Brooks. Oh. And Brooks is no longer your friend. This fella has <laughs> long yeah. since worn off, and he is aware that you have magically manipulated. Oh, he's aware oh. that he's aware that somebody charmed him, but he's not aware who. Okay. I would like to point out he was both drunk and asleep. And I subtly planted the idea in Wellington's mind that he was having strange dreams. So, like, his words, you know, Inception. Like a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, it, there, it's possible that 
he might not he might not know exactly who in the party did it, but he knows that. We're Who's gonna believe him? He's, he's a drunkard. Were... He fell off the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> But the point is that he's probably not very friendly to you. Yeah, let's ask the mayor. Let's not stay here too long. <laughs> let's ask the mayor if they have any odd jobs or if they have they like uh, really want to stick on this null thing. Or the any way we can the repay mayor. this debt for no. letting us stay in the town. No, don't mention debts. We're trying to ingratiate ourselves. We want him to pay us. That's a good point. Right? Six uh, and one half dozen the other? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like recognizing that we are in debt to him is maybe he's the one that put us up. He he's the one that had the guards come over and like escort us to the inn. And what would be better than repaying his kindness with our kindness, which is probably a little bit more violent? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I'm not saying that we don't help him out. I'm saying that we don't make it we don't phrase it that way. We don't structure it that way because that he did that all on his own. And he did that without any sort of prompting from us. Set us up in a, mm-hmm. in a room for the night and was just like, "Here, you're gonna stay." He he paid basically because they don't they don't have a they don't have a dungeon. I'm guessing or like uh, a huge jail for like five adventurers. Look, so. I mean, knowing this place, it probably got burned down a month ago. Uh, half the buildings have been destroyed recently. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I'm okay. So they're in a really, yeah, they're okay. So they need a little help, and we're going to help them. But we're not going to structure it so that like we're we're indebted to them. I think we bring up payment after. That's a lot of wisdom coming from a baby druid. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, I'm fully grown. All right, you know, I'm I'm a mature I'm a mature uh, birdman. Look, Chad has a lot of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he if I were to put it on a scale, if I were to put it on a scale from one to twenty, it'd be like a nineteen. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, Ched he flies up in the air, surrounded by the song of the wind. He knows things. I I trust his insight. Are are any of the guards around? Uh, in fact, there are two guards still outside your door. Is either of them Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> either of them Brooks? No. It's Wellington and uh, another one you don't recognize. Okay, I'm going to approach Wellington. Hi. Uh, Do you have any orders from the mayor to bring us to him in the morning? I'm assuming you have something like that. Or that the mayor was planning on checking up on us this morning. He said if you, or when you woke up, to escort you on your way out of town. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that we could... Talk to the mayor before we leave. I'd really like to thank him for his hospitality. <laughs> we can we can see if he's in his office. Cool. It's on the way out. Cool. Let's let's check it out. Lead on. <laughs> and just in case I've got my pocket sand. <laughs> uh, as you head down the stairs, can I get passive perceptions from everybody, please? Oh, uh, that's uh, fourteen. Twelve. 13. Okay. All of you, Peter, uh, as you go down the stairs. I got a two, so I don't see it. It's <laughs> not a check. Passive. Your passive perception. So, 10. Okay. All of you here, as you go down the stairs, the mayor and the barkeep arguing about the exact thing that you were just arguing about. Uh, Jeffrey, the barkeep, is like, no, I. they were really concerned about Rooks, and I think it might be worthwhile asking them they seem capable to try and help us with this null problem because the nulls are just going to come back and they're going to burn more houses and more Wait, people are going to die. Wait, did you guys say you have a null problem? 
Oh, what a, what a <laughs> magnificent turn of events that we had no idea about. What happenstance <laughs> this is. <sighs> so as, as Jeffrey is saying this, Terajux bursts through and gives gives his line, and then Desmond comes pushes down afterwards. <laughs> and then Leyland kind of grumpily comes down the stairs afterwards like, what a happenstance. <laughs> you know, we could take care of that for you. Why should we trust you? Says why the mayor. Sh- why shouldn't you? Because if we fail, then we're strangers dead. came into town dressed like you, they stole half our food. We went over this yesterday. No, 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 my good man. Uh, I can start taking the clothes off that make me make you think <laughs> that. <laughs> this is the first my, time anybody's told me that. My good man, what I mean to say is these gnolls, they're out in the forest or they are abroad coming in at dark nights to terrorize you. So if we were out there fighting them, there's no possible way we could be doing something as ridiculous as stealing grain from you. So really, like, no matter what, you have nothing to lose from us taking on this task. And behind the bar, Jeffrey gestures with a washcloth. And like, from told the sound you. of these dire straits, you have everything to gain, my good sir. Fine, whatever. If you want to go fight some gnolls, you feel free to do that. Sleep sound, knowing that soon your people will also sleep sound. Sure. I bow to him again <laughs> in like an archaic Juxian fashion that hasn't been mainstream for a hundred years. That's only used in the, the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> I just nod to him on my way out. And uh, do you have any leads on where these knolls? They have like a, a knoll hidey hole. You say syndicate. <laughs> yeah, I, I ask him, you know, do you know if they have any sort of like safe house or speakeasy? <laughs> Look, the houses that were burned down were on on the east side of town. There's a forest over there that the gnolls have probably taken up residence in. Could you direct us to the most recently destroyed house? Uh, my friend here, Leyland, is a very accomplished tracker. I have no doubt that he could find a butterfly in a snowstorm. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone would find a butterfly in a snowstorm. That's the joke. That's why I you give him the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Wellington, would you take them to the to the site of the attack? Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to. I have to go take care of some early morning business. Yes, yes, I understand. Completely. Pressing, pressing matter. I understand. I'm a morning person myself. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Thank so you again for your hospitality. You get this chorus of responses uh, at his back as he walks out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and, Wellington, let's do this. All right. I guess if he if he says it's okay, then you guys can have a crack at it. But, you know, hopefully you won't die or anything. As he oh, I don't intend to. Sweeps oh, it's, you out the door. It's, it's okay. Everybody dies once. Uh, and once again, as you are escorted through town, um, all the heads stop, turn to follow you uh, as you walk by. And you reach I give them winning smiles. And uh, you reach kind of the outskirts of the town portion of Stonebrook. And Wellington points down a much less well maintained road. Like, this is clearly not any kind of major thoroughfare. 
used okay. by anybody except the townsfolk. Uh, and he says, if you follow this for about another mile, you'll come to you'll come to the the farm that was burned. The forest that we think they're hiding in is just past the edge of that. So this burned house. Are we talking like burned to the foundations? I don't think it. I haven't been out there myself since the fire went out, but I don't imagine that there's very much left since there was no real way of putting it out. The the well for town is in is in the center of town, and there wasn't any good way of getting water out there fast enough. Of course. Did the family survive? We didn't find any bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Interesting. So how do you know it was Knowles? Did anyone see him? Yeah, there was one of the neighboring farms reported seeing a hyena-looking large creatures standing on two legs, setting the fires. So right. that's that's pretty definitive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go check out that house. Thank you, Wellington. All right. So first things first, we need to consider the idea that this might be like fantasy racism stuff coming in. I'm like eyewitness of them actually lighting the fires is pretty strong evidence, but I wouldn't put it past a town that doesn't like bird people to also not like hyena people. Well, they didn't even like a half elf walking through town. Right. Yeah. Brooks made it seem like he said it's a good thing you know she didn't stop here or nobody wanted her to stop here right, or something nobody like wanted that. To talk to her, which I initially took as you know they were as stunned by her ravishing presence as well. Uh, but it's entirely possible that it was fantasy racist. So yeah, we might need to just make sure you know look for dead bodies and stuff before we go in guns blazing. How much would our characters like? I, I guess gnolls are pretty common creatures. I guess most of us would know that gnolls are usually evil. I mean, obviously, like, I don't know. There's probably not a Yanagu in this setting. So does Yanagu exist in this setting? Like, do the gnolls have a dark god? Uh, you probably wouldn't know that. Okay, yeah, that's... But are there rumors of them, you know, making sacrifices to dark gods and things like that? Or is it more... Like, oh, yeah, they're just bandits. What rumors do I know of Noel having lived fairly far away? <laughs> you, you would know that Knowles often carry, uh, carry victims off with them. Uh, what they do with them is generally not well known. When Noel camps have been cleared out by people, they occasionally find bodies, but sometimes they don't. Skeletons are, are often more common. Yeah, okay, so Knowles taking people and burning stuff is established. Yes. Well, that validates my actions. <laughs> but you haven't <laughs> taken yet? Yeah. Stereotyping is wrong, except when it's right. <laughs> Do spells like charm or zone of truth remove the effects of systemic racism? <laughs> no. Uh. Okay, good to know. You can use charm to to temporarily overcome racism in a person, I suppose. Yeah. But I think that mainly we were we were wondering whether or not the eyewitness like actually saw a knoll like intelligently lighting the intentionally lighting the, the house on fire, whether or not it was just some fantasy racist. Yeah. What if it was like knolls at the edge of the forest going, Oh shit, that's on fire. Let's go get some people out of there. Let's save them. <laughs> and oh, take yeah. them back to our camps. Where they're never uh, seen again. You have no, you, not, none of you have any any recollection of Knowles ever like interacting with people in a positive manner. Okay, mm-hmm. So they don't do community outreach. No. Pretty died in the wool cultists. Yeah. Do they have like 
like are Knowles a boogeyman figure in Jux used to scare children, or are they like obscure? How much of an issue are Knowles on the scale from like quicksand to paper cuts? I don't. <laughs> okay, from like town drunk to town serial killer. <laughs> right, Knowles? but my scale's more like a, a commonality than a severity. Knowles occasionally pop up poorly populated areas from time to time. Mine kind of is too, though, right? Yeah, no. Town drunks are more common than serial killers. <laughs> I that, didn't even think so. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, he's just the town serial killer. Don't pay him any mind. We've got five of those. Yeah. Okay. You arrive at the, the burned down house. There's not a whole lot left. It's mostly like the stone foundations, and that's about it. All right, gang, let's split up and look for clues. About, about no. <laughs> <laughs> This is about what we expected. Let's go to the forest and find the gnolls. I'll do an uh, investigation check to the, the area leading to the forest. If you're looking for tracks, that'll be survival. Ah, so I'll do that then. While he's looking at tracks, I'm going to whisper to Terajux, What does a knoll look like? Well, I've 16. never seen one in person, but I hear they're somewhere in the realm of eight feet tall they have uh two sets of teeth in their mouth they're sort of like a a canid man hmm. spotted so they blend into the terrain eight feet indeed, it's huge yeah you do indeed find uh null tracks leading into the forest they're they're pretty plain it doesn't look like they made any effort whatsoever to conceal their comings and goings can we glean anything? Like, were they running, or I guess I'm asking Leyland. They were. You, they were moving at a normal pace for Knowles. Do we know how many there were? Yes, you you know that there were a half dozen of them. Okay. Can you tell if they were carrying people? Like, are there drag marks in the dirt? That you don't know. I think again, we should probably follow parallel to these tracks rather than taking whatever secret knoll path they go. They've probably got a path through the woods. Is the is the canopy thick? It's it's not as thick as the as the last forest. This is more of a like a small copse of trees rather than a full fledged wood. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna scout from the skies this time. Okay. How high up do you go? Just above the tree line. One hundred and thirty feet. <laughs> That's <laughs> Those are some tall trees. How how tall are these trees on average? 15, 15 feet or so. Okay, I fly 25 feet in the air. Okay, as you crest the, the top of the woods, you can see coming from the center, more or less, a thin plume of smoke. Uh-huh. Well, before we go any further, I'm going to relay that information to the party. All right, I'll keep uh, flying from above. I'll let you guys know if I see anything else out of the ordinary, and I fly back up. So, so what does the favored terrain give me in the force for 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 what we're where we're about to go into? I think you get a bonus on tracking. We can also move, like we move unhindered. Yeah, you move faster through it, certainly. Okay, and I think we can sneak while moving at full speed. No, I can. It's no, difficult no terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't become lost except by magical means. Uh, even when you are engaged in another activity while traveling, you are alert to danger. When you forage, you find twice as much food as you normally would. 
When tracking other creatures, you also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. And moving stealthily would only apply to Leolin. Okay. That's, what I, that's what I thought. So maybe it would be better... Because this isn't like difficult terrain for us. You said it was pretty sparse. Yeah, it's not super overgrown. So since the rest of us probably won't get lost, uh, maybe you should scout ahead. Because that way you can be stealthy, and then if you hear something... Uh, sure. Are you so you you handling me back down to to tell me this? Oh, I, I sorry, I meant Leyland. Oh, oh, because he can disappear into the trees, kind of mm. stealthily. Yes, split the party twice. Let's do it. <laughs> Please. Just in case there are any null sentries, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not a tactician. You know what? I'm really good at like being a sailor, so I'm gonna stay off on the left flank, about a hundred feet to the left. <laughs> Wait, how does that? He's already gone. It does it. He's already gone. (laughs) He kind of just yelled this as he was already over there. (laughs) He just runs off into the forest yelling, I'm a sailor. (laughs) (laughs) Seems about right. So how how far is their field? How far can I go ahead with them still be able to keep eyes sight on me? A fair distance, probably like 40 or 50 feet or so. Okay. Well, I guess I'll head in about that far to start out next to the the trail. It becomes slightly more traveled as you go further into the forest. You can see occasionally uh, one or two sets of tracks will, will peel off of it or rejoin it at random intervals. But the the main set of tracks carries on into the into the woods proper in the same direction towards the plume of smoke that Chad had indicated previously. The trees thicken a little bit as you go further in. Okay. Can I check to see how fresh the tracks are at this point? Sure. I don't lose sight of the party, do I? No. Okay. 16 again. So these tracks are probably... Uh, well, the main set that you're following are a little less than a week old which lines up with what everybody in town told you. There are other tracks that kind of muddy this particular path as well that are a variety of ages, uh, going going back to about a couple weeks ago, which you'll remember is when it last rained around here, up to as recently as yesterday. Okay. Well, I motion them to come forward. This is definitely our path. Give a cuckoo call to chat up there. What did you say to me? I, I, yeah, I, I, I hear something rather unpleasant. Oh, <laughs> proud to do that. <laughs> I, I land in a huff. I say we proceed forward and just watch for sentries, and then once we have like a good vantage point, we can kind of scope out this camp. Yep. So moving forward, you don't come across anybody standing guard or anything like that. After another ten minutes or so, you spot. Uh, clearing in the in the trees that you can see like very crude tents made of not quite like fresh animal skins, but animal skins that were not properly cured or tanned. There's the remains of a fire in the center that is just smoldering embers now that appears to be responsible for the smoke. And you can see two large humanoids uh, hunched near the fire. Hmm. How big is this camp? Like perimeter? It's about 60 feet across or so. There are three of these like makeshift lean-to hide tents. The fire is more or less in the middle. It's not a, it's not quite circular, but it's close enough to circular. And 
Yes, that's that's what you can see from here. So there aren't any like there aren't, we we don't spot like a number of tents or any other creatures well, in the area. Sounds like Just, they might be in their lean tos. Yeah, I was thinking I could move around the perimeter of the camp to get on their flanks and pos- and see if there is. Is there any way for us to check if there's any more in the tents or you could try and get around behind them. They're just kind of like hides that are draped over branches and stuff to keep to keep like rain off. So they're not really super enclosed. You'll need to make stealth checks if you wish to do that quietly. Also, we should look for if they have any living captives still. I know it's a long that, That's what I was thinking in the in the tent. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. I can try and help with that. I'm pretty I'm not stealthy, believe it. Pretty or not. sneaky. I don't know how loud uh, flying is, but... You would probably be mistaken for a large bird. Hmm, okay, well... I'll, you kind of are. I will... F- <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll circle I'll circle above the, the... I'll, like, backtrack a little bit, circle, or fly up, and then circle around. Uh, I'm assuming there's a small clearing around the campsite. Yeah. Well, and uh, I'll be, be watching from a bird's eye view, waiting for my, my companions to uh, make a move. Oh wait! Will, before before you go up, enemy UAV online. <laughs> Jed, uh, before you leave, how best should we signal you? Because Leyland's signal seemed to kind of fluster you a bit. Uh it's just another call, I guess. I know you guys don't speak <laughs> Eric Cochran, but uh, try to not say. And I go, <laughs> yeah. You spend a couple minutes trying to coach them on the appropriate pronunciation. I'm I'm just lapping this up because I'm basically being taught swear word uh, and that's so useful in my line of work <laughs> your accent's just atrocious <laughs> actually you sound like you sound like an injured pigeon okay that's what i was going for i'm an actor right like that's my uh, an actor thing i have so if i've heard someone for one minute i can mimic people and creature sounds Okay. So, All right. So you want me to minute, but I, I speak, nail it. speak in Eric Cochran for a little bit? Sure, sure. No idea what he's saying, but he can speak yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I never know what I'm saying. I've downloaded all your voices. It's not weird. It's chilling. Totally yeah. So backing away from the party, I'm going back, <laughs> back the way we came. Flying up in the air. While I'm up there, I'm going to cast uh, Shillelagh on my quarterstaff and produce a flame in my left hand. Splendid. Before I begin to sneak around towards the camps, I look at Desmond and motion towards Terrajux and say, please don't have him do anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I do the space balls hello sign to you. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I look even more concerned and walk away. <laughs> you know, to just turn back and like slap a grass whistle out of my hands. <laughs> I'm also going to roll stealth too, so I can sneak around the other side of things. So, okay. I got a 24. I you are as silent as the night. I got a 22. So, also nice. very quiet. You're going to be moving a little slower than Leolin, though, because he's very good at forests. Right. Yeah. I, I expected that, but still useful uh so you creep around the uh exterior of the of the clearing from what you can see it looks like the knolls in the center are kind of like drowsing they're apparently used to being awake at night when you reach the hide lean-tos you can see that there are indeed four more that are asleep 
You don't see any standard humans in any of the tents. Uh, Farak, you spot pretty much the same thing, but you get to you meet up with Leyland two or three minutes after he's arrived at that point. And so they've completely circled the camp, and there's no sign of captives. Yeah, not that we can see. So, so after we get back together, do we want do we make our way back towards the others, or do we? How do we so want right to go now, about it's basically this? we've got two of us on one side of the camp, two of us on the other, and one above. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and two, two of them in the camp fire around the campfire, and another and four couple, asleep. Four asleep. Now you do remember we didn't actually pick up any weapons. Yeah, we did. We I did. did. Yeah. Yeah. I had. I, I got a bow. The storeroom had. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I just have a dagger. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, you have three daggers. <laughs> I have three daggers. <laughs> Old cap. Three daggers. <laughs> he was the scourge of of the Eversea until. Cabin four daggers came along. <laughs> <laughs> Too many daggers. <laughs> no man should have that many daggers. <laughs> well, um, what do, do we have anything to light the tents on fire? Jed does. I do. Do we want to burn down this forest though? Scraw. Probably not. It sounds like no. the woods here are pretty thick, and they but, don't really have tents so much as they just drape stuff over trees. Right. <laughs> right. I feel like attacking on a unified front would probably be better to make sure we can cover each other. No, no, split the party. So It'll we should probably fine. just go back and let yep. them know what we've found out so we can just find the best angle of attack. I agree. Okay. Make stealth checks. Uh, that is, uh, that's a 12. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, you make it back without alerting the gnolls. All right. So, so we relay that there are four more in the in the tents, and no no prisoners. That makes this a little easier. I think we should just sneak up, and then everybody hit them at once. Seems good. All right. I let the sneaky people like creep up as close as they can and knock arrows and ready thing because that's say I've already got my I'm gonna I've already want my bow and an arrow ready. So let's go ahead and get into initiative then. Do we need to roll to sneak to sneak again? Or yes, yes. But you'll do that on your turn. Okay. Do you said these two gnolls look sleepy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of drowsing. It seems that gnolls are usually nocturnal. What time of day is it? It is mid morning. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, okay. So we so are it's really late for them. Yeah. Who has the higher dexterity between Ched and Leyland? Probably Leyland. Mine's 14. 18. There we go. And what's your dexterity, Desmond? My dexterity is 11. Uh, Terajux, you are indeed first. Cool. In this beautifully surprising surprise round. I, I'm so surprised. Well, you're not surprised. Everybody else is. I'm always a little bit surprised. That's fair. How far away am I? You're about 25 feet away from the two by the fire. Oh, cool. I cast sleep on him. Okay. Do your rolls. Yep. Uh, 27. Uh, one of them slumps over and like just slowly tips. There's just the, the pleasant sound of wind chimes. That we just, uh, so there's one left now. Who's there's one there's one still sitting upright at the fire, like nodding gently. Not asleep, but not super awake either. 
I guess I would like to sneak 25. So is it just open ground between us and the fire, or are there, like, boulders, there's like, trees, a palisade? There's a few rocks. There's one or two saplings in there, but they're not, like, big enough to provide proper concealment. Sure. There are a couple of stumps. It looks like the gnolls may have cleared cleared some of the old growth out when they moved in here. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and sneak up just a little bit closer, try to get to the kind of the next boulder. Make a stealth check. Crit. You do it. You do it totally silently. In fact, the rest of the party doesn't realize that you've left. <laughs> hmm? Tyrajax was there one moment, and now he is not. And there was only the sound of wind chimes. And you don't actually know where he went. Oh, God. <laughs> we had no one accounted for? So the other one's like almost asleep, right? Yeah. He's drowsing. And then all the ones in the, the, the tents were Are asleep. definitely asleep. Okay. And we can't like talk to them, right? They, they, we don't know the language. Or speak. is their language? Yeah. You don't. You don't actually know if Knowles can speak. Okay. I was just thinking if there was a way to figure out if the uh, the farms folk that they took, if we could find them. But Now that I'm a little bit closer, do I see any evidence of flayed corpses? There are bones. Like human bones, or...? It's hard to tell from this distance. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I don't know how familiar you are with skeletons in general. Mm. I've Not made very. a couple... Also, when I electrify people, you know. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's like the that's that really animated, like, cartoon. <laughs> For that brief cartoon moment, I can see their skeleton. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't really know what bones look like. Well, I'm not to try to sound too violent, but I guess my my strategy would be to sneak up behind the semi awake one and slit its throat like by all means please do okay self-check first yep 18 oh yeah there's no idea you're coming okay then i sneak up behind him pull out one of the daggers and sing him a lullaby yep roll your attack with advantage okay that's the 20 right or no yep Okay. And you'll roll it twice and take the higher result. Uh, 17. A 17 will hit. So go ahead and roll... The 8? Yes. Roll roll as a crit, since it's Ooh. totally unaware of you. Nice. So you'll, you do max damage with whatever dice you would use, and then roll again and add that to the damage. So, like, if you're rolling a d8, you'll do 8 automatically. Okay. And then roll damage normally. Uh, 10. Altogether? Yeah, 8, and then I rolled a 2. And then you'll add your... What, are you using a short sword? Yes. You can add your strength or your dexterity modifier. Well, it'd be 4 for dexterity, so... 14. So you you reach around the with the short sword and you you cut and the knoll jerks its head back just enough to avoid it being totally fatal uh, and it goes to yell and it can't quite like all you gets is kind of like a bloody gurgle instead. Hello, listeners. This is Editor Joe here. 
Wanted to let you know that there was an issue with our voice chat during the recording of this episode, and we lost about a minute of audio here. To let you know what happened, Leolin finished his turn by letting Chad know that there was an attack on the gnolls going on. Chad flew down and decided that he was going to use Thunder Wave. Then the party got sidetracked with a discussion about Terajux's gender again while I was fixing the problem. Sorry about that. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I could anyway, I believe probably you're not, casting Thunderwave. Probably not going to woo anybody as a female bird, but anyway, yeah. So, Thunderwave. Uh, con are, save? The save is 14? You, oh. you can hit two of them, so they're, they're arranged in a row, and I need to know which two you're hitting, because you don't know how many gnolls are under which lean-to. So, there, do you want to hit well, one no, and two, or a, two and three? It's a cube originating from me, so I can right. be on the edge of two of them. Not oh, that's me. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to... Yeah. Go for whichever um, one looks more impressive. Whichever one has the nicer pelt, I guess, being used to, to cover the lean-to. The that would arrangement be the center one. Okay. And I'm going to position myself so that I have allies to my back backside. Okay. I don't know exactly where these lanes are positioned. I don't have so a... you're so you'll be positioning yourself such that the two knolls by the fire. So you have Leolin closest to the party, then there's the knolls by the fire, and then on the other side of the fire are the three lean twos. So the two in the center will be behind you as well. Okay. Then I wanna hit the I wanna hit the little ones and keep my back just to Leolin and the, the two knolls at the fire. Okay, so roll your damage while I do the saving throws. It's 14, right? Seven and five, so 12. 12 lightning. Thunderwave does sonic damage. Yeah, or but, it, but damage. it looks what? But it looks like you want it to look like lightning. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Paralyze some dudes. The the lean to closest to you, the lean to on the edge, uh, uh-huh. like blows outward away from you, taking down the one next to it as well, along with two knoll bodies that go flying, um, screaming and like flailing in the air as they're blown away, and they they collapse in a heap on top of the center lean to and bring the whole thing down. <laughs> All right, are there any left uh, under the the lean to remnants? There aren't any directly in front of you, and you can't really see what's going on under the the middle one or the one furthest away from you. Okay. Well, that was my movement and my attack, so I'm done. Excellent. The knoll that you stabbed, Leolin, or whose throat you tried to slit, is now going to attempt to return the favor. It's still trying to scream, but it's not producing any noise. It sounds like you damaged its vocal cords pretty badly. But he's still doing okay enough to try to kill me. Well, it's more of, it's more of a reflex, right? Okay. What's your armor class? Armor class will be 10 plus whatever your armor is plus your dexterity modifier. Right, right. Uh, so 15. Okay. Yeah, so it it manages to clamp its jaws around your shoulder. Oh, great. I'm sure you don't have any diseases or anything. It's fine. Uh, you take five points of damage, and it's just going to hang on there. You uh, guys? A knoll dash out from 
under the far lean-to, the only one that's still standing. And it attempts to throw a spear at Ched. Attempts. Attempts. What's your armor class? Attempt to wait. A million? Minus um, minus 900. (laughs) Just give me the number. 13. (laughs) You take three points of damage as the spear clips your arm. Oh, okay. I can still fly. Yeah, it didn't damage your wings or anything. Oof. Oof. Got a bullet, sort of. Spear. So wait, so Thunderwave is... It says thunder damage. Is that supposed to be sonic? That's, yeah. It's, I, always, probably... I always conflate them because thunder damage is kind of like the noise sound, damage. Right, mm-hmm. but... Um, it would specify electricity if it's electric damage. Okay. It's basically a shockwave. Yeah. Yeah. You did a great superhero landing. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Cannon accepted. Yep. Desmond. I am gonna I'm gonna run up and then I'm gonna hit something with a frost bolt. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm waving at you with this knoll yeah. you know, hanging off. Uh, my Leyland has a knoll actively embedded in his shoulder. So you see me like run twenty feet or so, like do a weird <laughs> ninety degree angle and just, like I ice bolt this guy. Seventeen to hit. That'll do it. Six. I had wisdom to that, right? Frostbolt? I don't think so. I think most of the cantrips you don't, you can't add your casting modifier until you take a feat or reach yeah. a certain level or something along it's those lines. Specialty. That's why Eldritch Blast is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the reasons Eldritch Blast is so good. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is a D10. Sorry, I rolled a D8. It's five. <laughs> five cold damage. All right. He definitely chills down a bit. He's not quite dead, but he's almost dead. He's almost dead, which is better than detaching from me at all. Uh, Yeah, he does let go and just kind of like tries to slap at the frostbite that he's acquired. Farrakh, it is now your turn. One of my compatriots has just been assaulted, so that's not okay. How far is it from me to the knoll that bit Leyland? About 25 feet. Perfect. I use my full move action to bring myself there, and I'm going to hit him in the face twice. Uh-oh. Fists of Fury! Pretty much. So that's a 14 and a 21. Uh, the 21 will hit. Five damage to the face. You you cave at Snowden, and it just tips over backwards. Damn straight. I took a lot. Mm-hmm. Some non-zero number. Some, some number that's larger than what I could sleep, which is scary. <laughs> uh, okay. You see the two gnolls that Ched managed to blast away with his superhero landing extricate themselves from the wreckage of their lean-tos and stand up, and that's all they're going to be able to do this turn. And then... A larger, more imposing-looking knoll stands up from the what's left of the center lean-to, and he like shoves the other two that just stood up out of the way because they landed on top of him. Mm-hmm. And he steps forward, and he has a glaive in his hands. Oh, oh dear God! Mm-hmm. And it points towards uh, Farak and Ched and says something. You think it says something. It sounds like a hyena barking, but 
the other knolls appear to drive meaning. And that is where we will stop for now. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. Uh, joining me on this adventure were... Daniel, I play the plucky Eric Cochran Druid, Ched. Okay, hall. I uh, play Desmond, the cleric with not enough heal spells. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock, who has just enough fists to punch everything around. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin, the wood elf. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjux. Thank you for joining us.